Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way. And that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. I am so excited to welcome Caitlin McDonald of the Donald Moss Literary Agency. Um, Caitlin joined DMLA in 2015 and was previously at Sterling Lord Literistic. She represents adult and young adult speculative fiction, primarily science fiction, fantasy, horror, and related subgenres, as well as contemporary fiction about geeky characters. I love that. She handles a small amount of nonfiction and geeky areas with a focus on feminist theory, women's issues, and pop culture. Caitlin grew up overseas and has a BA in a career writing from Columbia University. And I'm just going to go through these submissions before we let Caitlin jump in because I love the specificity. So looking for all science fiction and fantasy fiction for adults, YA, MG, especially secondary world fantasy and alternate universe, genre bending or cross-genre fiction, and stories that examine tropes from New Angle, diversity of all kinds, including but not limited to race, gender, sexuality, and ability in both characters and world building. Do not send, and this is my favorite part. I just like, I was like, do not send this. Women's fiction, crime, or military fiction, picture books, or young reader chapter books, poetry, screenplay, or short stories. Kaylin, it's so great to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So we are here for an ever-popular 10 Queries in 10 Minutes edition. Before we get started, can you tell us a bit about your inbox? Yeah, so I actually opened recently again after being closed for a while. So I have a whole bunch of fresh new uh, queries that I'm very excited to get into. Is there anything that you're really wishing to see in your inbox? At the risk of sounding cliche, uh, I really just want something that wows me, that's unique, something that's different. um, And I'm really looking for diversity in particular. That always is something that I'm excited to see. So that's, those are the two big tickets that I would really like to see. And do you have a pattern of things that tend to work for you in queries, like how people structure them, how they approach it? Do you like formal, informal? I do like when they have a little bit of personalization at the beginning. It's not necessary, but I find it's really helpful to get me excited about a query if I know that it specifically has something that I am interested in and that they know that I've been looking for that and this book has it as opposed to not knowing until it's, you know, I'm deep in there that it happens to have something I wanted. It's a great way to to really get me invested early on. And it shows that they did their research and they're treating you like a person. Exactly. Yeah, I always appreciate that so much. Um, Okay, let's get rolling. So Caitlin is going to choose 10 queries at random, and she's going to describe what she sees and what works and what doesn't. Okay, and go. All right, so this first query is an adult fantasy novel. Um, It's a very reasonable word count, but um, I'm seeing a few red flags right off the bat. The first is that they aren't clear on what the age range is. Uh, The query letter isn't sure whether it's a YA or a new adult. And if you're not sure what age range your book falls under, that's definitely something that you need to figure out before you query. That's that's kind of a a big point to know. 
Um, the other thing is that it's a very long series that they're pitching, which is, that's tricky. That's a tricky thing to, to pitch right up front particularly for a young adult series. Do you think it's better if people say standalone novel with series potential or well, how do they work around you know, it? If it they honestly see it depends on what's accurate. So if you have a standalone novel with series potential, then you should definitely say that because that is an easier sell. If you, what, if what you have is the first in a duology or the first in a trilogy, then, you know, you need to specify that because you don't want to say it's standalone. If it really can't afford to stand alone, um, but you don't generally want to have something that can't stand alone if it's more than three or four books. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, the last thing that I'm having trouble with in this query is that there honestly isn't really a pitch for the story. It's one sentence that doesn't really tell me who the characters are. It doesn't tell me the plot. It's just a vague nebulous concept of themes without actual any concrete description and the fact is you know you have to tell me what the story is what it's about who the characters are or I really can't get invested in it that's really the whole point of the query letter so moving on to the next one we have another fantasy this time young adult uh, I'm actually interested in this one right off the bat because the comp titles are very interesting they're both something that is uh, interesting and fun and relatively recent and recognizable without being overreaching. You know, it's recognizable titles without being Game of Thrones or Harry Potter or something that's kind of a leap to expect that level of comparison. Okay, so the pitch is off to a good start. It immediately leads with what the protagonist wants, what she dreams of, and then the inciting action that throws that goal into jeopardy. As it further describes the plot, it raises the stakes, and it sets up the hard choice that the protagonist will have to make at the end, choosing between her original dream and then something else that wasn't previously on the table but is important to her. That's a pretty standard formula, but it's a really good one. It gets the reader emotionally invested and shows a clear understanding of plot structure and escalating tension. There's also the personalization um, directed towards me and what I'm looking for at the end. Personally, I would put that at the beginning where it's a little bit more visible, but I just appreciate that it's here. Uh, the author draws a really clear parallel between specific things that I've asked for on my website and on Twitter um, and what her book contains. So I really like that a lot. So this one is uh, potentially a request for me. I'll look at the pages, but I'm excited about this. Great. Um, the next one is another young adult fantasy. Um, I got a lot of those since that's one of the things I'm looking for. <laughs> um, so this has a bit of a personal red flag right off the bat. Uh, I am not a fan of stories that hinge on psychiatric care as a form of gaslighting. You know, stories where a person has experienced something supernatural and then is being held in a psychiatric institute or being made to go to therapy and being made to believe that what they experienced is all in their head. I think if it weren't, you know, it's tricky. I think if it weren't a common trope, and I see it a lot in horror especially, then I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. 
perhaps because I can understand where it comes from historically. Care for mental illness has been horrific in the past, and institutes like this have existed and even sometimes do still exist. And I know there are people who have experienced harm in the guise of therapy or care and who might find stories like this cathartic. But at the same time, modern psychiatric care has come such a long way and it does a lot of good for many people. So I worry about how often psychiatric care is vilified or portrayed as inept in the media and how many people who might actually benefit from help are being driven away. And, and I say this speaking from experience. I feel like that is probably something I should clarify. Um, and again, this is not so much an issue with a single individual novel as it is a problematic pattern that I see in the media. I see it on television. I see it in lots of queries. And so as a pattern, it's something that I'm more interested in subverting than contributing to. I hadn't actually thought of it that way. Thank you for for saying that. It's true. We do see a lot of representations of psychiatric care as something that mostly does harm and mostly treats women as if their experiences aren't real. If the stigma didn't exist in our world, it wouldn't be so much of a problem to have these portrayals in media. But the stigma does exist, and it's something that we're actively trying to fight against so that people can get the care they need. And so these representations are not helping. Another young adult fantasy... Um, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of these because honestly, it does make up a, a large chunk of my, of my inbox. So let's take a look at this one. So this one has a lot of personalization at the beginning, which is nice, but I'm not getting a good sense of the story from the actual plot synopsis, um, and the pitch. It describes everything in really vague terms, characters aren't named, and it seems like there's a lot of disparate characters in different places or timelines. It's a little unclear, and I'm not sure how their stories all intersect or even if they intersect at all. So having a clear sense of the trajectory of the narrative is really important in your pitch letter. If I can't tell where a story is going, I don't need to know the ending, you know, don't spoil the twist per se, but I need to have a sense of the direction it's heading in and not just a few disparate scenes or locations and concepts with no clear um, idea of what the structure is. Okay. So this is an adult fantasy. This one also has some really good personalization at the beginning, uh, which again, I appreciate. Um, and it hits, it hits all the beats of what you want in a query letter. It has that personalization. It has a summary with a clear overview of the plot. It has a brief author bio, but I'm having trouble connecting with it because although the personalization mentions several things that I like, the pitch doesn't have any emotion in it. The characters are named and they're described, but they're listed off very impersonally. None of their goals, none of their desires or their conflicts are mentioned. They almost feel incidental to the plot. There's nothing in this pitch that gets me to care about them as characters. There's nothing that gives me a sense of who they are as people or what they're going to be struggling with emotionally. 
it's just sort of a laundry list of the things that happen and the characters who happen to exist in it. So without that emotional connection, there's nothing that gets me excited to look at the sample pages, which is really what you want to be trying to do so that I'm, I'm really hoping that this book is excellent before I even get to those sample pages. And then we have another adult fantasy. I feel like I should preface this by saying that the author is from a non-English speaking country and has been published in that country before. And I don't know whether query letter conventions are different in other countries than they are in the English language and in English language publishing. So it's possible that some of the things that I'm going to mention here might be standard where this author is from. I don't know. But first thing that jumps out to me is this letter is very, very long. I have to scroll quite a bit to see the whole thing. And I use a pretty big monitor. So typically query letters all fit on the screen for me at once. So this is definitely way too long for a query letter. The second thing is that the plot summary is just all over the place. It jumps from characters to world history to the world's religion. It's a lot of background information, but doesn't really get into the plot of the novel itself. It's more like setting the stage. It's almost like a prologue. And then the last thing that they did is they quote a rejection they received from a publisher. It doesn't help you at all. And you don't want to be giving an agent any reason to reject you. So, so I don't know why it was included because it, it hurts more than it helps. I mean, for sure there's, there's almost, I I really can't, it would have to be a really, really glowing pass to be worth including. And in that case, I would still recommend don't quote it. Just say that such and such editor loved this book. End of story. Yeah. Um, In such a subjective industry, you don't want to let anyone get the impression that other people have decided that it's a good idea to say no. Well, it's kind of like if you went on like an online date or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and then they're like, well, he really thought I was great, but (laughs) or whatever, you know, it's the same rules kind of apply. And this is a polite letter. So it's awkward. Yeah. And also since, um, you know, a lot of writers will do the equivalent that like, if it was dating, it'd be like, well, I've been on 45 dates and they all ghosted me. So (laughs) you would start to wonder if there was a reason. Yeah. So Uh, this next one is adult urban fantasy. Personalization is great doesn't really work if you're only citing something like genre, you know, to come in and say, I saw on your website, I know that you're particularly excited about fantasy. I mean, that's not really getting at the meat of what I'm looking for. It's 70% of my queries. So it's not giving you an edge. And part of the point of personalization is also so that I know that you're not you know, copy pasting the whole letter that you are giving a little bit of touch to say, yeah, I do want to work with you personally. And this is something that can just be copy pasted because this is true for so many agents. A lot of agents um, not only post regular updates about what they're looking for specifically on places like the manuscript wishlist website, but also just do kind of aside hashtags and post things on Twitter of, I would just thought of this casually and it's something I'd really like to see. So 
Twitter is a great place to look and it's a good idea to scan those hashtags to see if there's something that uh, is in there. So that, and that also helps to be, to, it, may, it doesn't quite seem as though I did a deep dive and dug super far back because yeah, maybe you posted this a couple months ago, but it was under the hashtag. And so looking at the hashtag, it was maybe only five tweets deep. So that's not as creepy. <laughs> it's only weird if you go and look at everything we've ever posted. Okay. And I guess I just, the other thing that I wanted to say about that one, urban fantasy as a genre, I'm not opposed to, but it's a very difficult market right now. And honestly, a lot of the urban fantasy queries I get all feel very similar. I see a lot of kids from hard scrabble lives, a lot of demons, a lot of bad run-ins with crime lords because the protagonist stole something. They aren't, these aren't inherently bad but it's going to require a really original spin to make any of this feel fresh to me. I haven't seen a really fresh urban fantasy in a while. Okay. Next one is a middle grade and it is a very short letter and it doesn't contain any gang, which might seem like a small thing, but I really can't stress how much of a difference it makes. Please always include a greeting with the agent's name. I mean, if you don't include that, then we know you really are copy pasting everything. And it really just, it's a point that you, when you query an agent, you're reaching out in hopes of creating a personal relationship with that agent. Like if you, if you are going to work with them as an agent, that's a personal relationship. So it's important to acknowledge them as a person and make them feel like you recognize that. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, and then it's also just much too short, um, a query. One of the things that the description of the story starts with the character who just happens to wander through somewhere and then discover they have powers. It doesn't really ascribe any agency or motivation to the character. So it's very emotionally flat and doesn't get me invested. Okay. Then we have another young adult fantasy. Okay. Interesting. Um, so a weird thing about this one, they've chosen to use bold on all of their proper nouns, which makes it kind of hard to read because the flow of my eyes reading through the text keeps getting interrupted and dragged back to all of the bold. So it's actually harder to read, which isn't great. You never want that. Um, and it starts with a tagline, but it doesn't really mean anything. It, it's meant to sound cool, like kind of the tagline that you would put on the front cover of a book, but it, it's just vague and confusing. And it's really important to remember that you have such limited space in query letters to convey a lot of information. So it's so important that lines aren't wasted on material that doesn't actually convey important information. Um, it's also the rest of it is very short. The whole plot is described in about five sentences um, and then it just, there's a very short line giving the title Angel Agent Genre, which is good, but then there's no further information. There's no comps, there's no author bio, there's no personalization, there's no mention of market. It's very bare bones. And considering how little text is here, they had a lot more room to add things in. Um, you know, you don't want to pad a query with unnecessary fluff, but this is about a six-line query. They really could have done a lot more to catch my attention. And I think we are on to the last one. Is that right? All right. 
Okay. There is some very coded language about the female character in this query that's making me uncomfortable. None of it is sexual, but the opening line literally places her as a weakness of two male characters, which basically frames her as a prize that they're going to be vying for. She's also described as, quote, a symbol, but her name isn't given, which is really a concerning lack of agency for what is the only female character mentioned. Mm -hmm. So even without sexualized language, she's still really very much being objectified here, which is really not what I'm interested in. Um, I'm really looking for, you know, women to be treated as having agency to be treated as people. I'm really not interested in stories that kind of objectify and treat women as props or symbols or um, tokens in a story at all. So this is not going to work for me. It is something that I think all authors should keep in mind, including female authors, but it might be easy to think I would never do that, but it's something that is very, um, saturated in our culture. And so it's easy to absorb that and internalize it without meaning to. You know, as someone who um, doesn't write fantasy, but I certainly see a lot of queries go through the Manuscript Academy, super impressed with how you look at each one and the depth of thought and integrity that you take as you go Mm -hmm. through the process. So thank you. So, as many of you know, Caitlin is one of the newest members of the Manuscript Academy faculty, and she's available both for live meetings and written critiques. As I'm sure you heard in her 10 queries approach, she's not scary, and she's really smart. You should go meet with her. And you can book with her at manuscriptacademy.com slash Caitlin McDonald. I'm going to spell that out for you. Um, C-A-I-T-L-I-N hyphen M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.